0: For the Rebbe begins by emphasizing how the day of Chav is a day of blessings for all of Klal Yisroel. The Rebbe quotes the apostle from Parshas Vayechi, "B'cha Yisroel." Yaakov says, "With this, Yisroel will be blessed." And the words Becha are the same letters as "Chav So, with the day of Chav the Nei Yisroel, the will be blessed. And especially, the Rebbe says, "Woman." are blessed on the day of Chav especially women that are named for Rebten Chaimushka and that emulate Rebten Mushka's ways. The Rebbe says that just like the day of a yartite is an aliyah for the neshama, it's also an aliyah for everybody because Rebtin Mushka is an extension of the Nosi, the Friedeke Rebbe, and any day that's connected to a Rebbe is uplifts just like the word nosi, uplifts all of Klal Yisro. The Rebbe says that since Rebz'n Chaimushka's site is in the same month as the Friedrich Rebbe's site, we can infer that their accomplishments are similar in the same vein. Specifically, Rebz'n Chaimushka's site comes out on a later day of this same month, the month of Shvat, which also tells us that Rebbe Chay in a sense, took the Frida Krebs' accomplishments even farther, so to speak. And now the rabbi goes into specifically what that means and how that's indicated by the day of their yard So the month of Shvat is the 11th month. The Frida Krebs' yard the 10th day of the month of Shvat, tells us. Clues us into the Frida Kreba's accomplishments, the 10 and the 11 combined. 10 represents say, this world, the physical order that the Epistor set up in this world. 11 represents above Ishtalshlos, Hashem's essence. This is also seen, the Rebbe says, in this week's Parsha, the Rebbe speaking on Parsha's story, which is also. The parsha that we are coming up towards, where you have two parts to the Aseret Hadibros, you have the ten Aseret Hadibros, and then you have the number eleven, as the Zohar tells us, an-tu-chod the Loi He is one that's above, but but not within the counting, and in our context, it's the one that's above the ten. There's the Aseras had and then there's Hashem's essence that's permeated through the Aseras had So here you see the 10 and the 11 coming together within the Asaras had themselves. But when it came to the Aseras had the 11, the power of the Abishter's essence was revealed at the time of the Asaras had but it was too powerful too powerful for the world to contain that number 11, Hashem's Essence. And therefore, the number 11 left. And what we were left with was the ability to bring Hashem's Essence down into the world through keeping the Asaras HaDev and through the rest of the Torah, through keeping the rest of the Torah. But the real work in bringing down the number 11, Hashem's Essence, that's above nature and above the workings of this world had to be accomplished through the work of generation after generation, keeping the had HaDibreis, keeping the Torah, and therefore enabling the number 11, Hashem, in a more revealed way to come down into this world. So that started with the giving of the Had HaDibreis, with the, with the story of Matan Torah, which is in this week's parsha. But after all of the generations and all the work that was done with, the keeping up the mitzvahs and the study of Torah, we Thake, accomplished this. We have accomplished that this world, number 10, is now ready for number 11 to come down and be revealed in the world in a permanent, everlasting way. And all this work culminated with the Frida niceus Nisius, which was indicated by his site his Histalkos on the 10th on the 10th day of the 11th month, because there you see in the most stark and obvious way that 10 and 11 are finally being combined. Even in the way it's set up, that the 11, number 11 is the chodesh, the month, which represents the word chidesh, the concept of something new, a novelty. So we have the novelty of 11 permeating in the yoim, yoim, which represents gilui, something that's revealed all of a the sudden there's a new energy of Hashem that's being revealed into the day, the 10th day in the 11th month, Yud Shvat. But then the Rebbe goes on to say that the Frida Karebbe's work in bringing the culmination of the Asaras HaDivreus with the coming of Mashiach actually can be further broken down into three steps. The tenth day of the eleventh month, as we spoke about, and then there's the next day, the eleventh day of the eleventh month, which is the day that we say that the, that the Rebbe is referring to is the next Gufa Dor Hashvi. and the Rebbe says which was seen even more in a more stark way in the following year Tovshin Yud Alef. The eleventh day of the eleventh month is the, is the second step the second subdivision of the accomplishment of the Frida Krebs work, and then Chof Bey the 22nd day of the 11th month, is the third rung in the accomplishment of the Frida Krebs work. What do they each represent? Very briefly, the 11th day of the 11th month signifies a greater unity between Hashem and this world, where even the world itself is uplifted to the number eleven, because what's most obvious is no longer nature, says Rostalshulis, but eleven, Hashem's essence. That's what's shining. That's what's even more um, stark. That's what's even more obvious. What about the twenty-second day of the eleventh month, Chav Ah, so here the Rebbe says now we have a double power of eleven. This is an even deeper expression of Hashem's Atmos, which is a power that's less connected, originally less connected to the world, but now drawn down into the world in a way that there's a total fusion between Hashem's essence and the world itself. This was the accomplishment of Chav Shvat, the very last rung in our journey towards the full revelation of Mashiach. The Rebbe goes on to talk about how this combination of ten and eleven and twenty-two are seen in Rebbezin Chaya Mushka's name. Now, the Rebbe is going to come back to Rebbezin Chaya name three times in this sikha This is the first time. So, the first time the Rebbe this time the Rebbe talks first about the word Chaya. The word Chaya represents the general chayas of the neshama as it is expressed in the body and that's connected to the number 10 our 10 koichas nefesh that are powered by our neshama our chaya our chayis and then there's the mushka mushka is a spice according to some opinions the Rebbe says this was part of the 11 simmonim the 11 spices that were part of the ktiras so there you already see the number 11 which represents makif something that surrounds, something that's too out of this world to be expressed fully in the world or in the neshama. It's the part of the neshama that can't be fully expressed within the guf, within the ten koichas which is also perfectly connected and related and expressed through the fact that it is part of the incense, the smell, because smell itself is one of the hoshim, one of the senses that is, in a sense, very much makith, very essential. It's not something that's as tangible as the sense of taste where you can actually pinpoint where it is, how it's being digested, and the fact that it becomes part of the body itself. Smell enters into us, we ingest it, and we can't really pinpoint what it does, but we know that it has a tremendous effect on us to the extent that Smelling spices could actually revive a person from a state of faint or coma, and that is because it's going directly to the essence of the neshama, because the sense of smell is the 11th power, the power of makif that touches, triggers, and stimulates the essence of the neshama. Here you have whose, her name whose her name itself combines the ten, chaya, And the 11, the Mushka, bringing it together, which represents the progress that we've made, the accomplishment in bringing Mashiach. And the Rebbe says that we know that women are the ones who are going to bring Mashiach. And the Rebbe says, and this was why the Frida Karebe put so much, this was one of the reasons why the Frida Kreba put so much emphasis into teaching and guiding women, knowing that they are going to be the one who are going to bring bring it home, bring the ge'ula to its completion, to its fruition. And the Rebbe says, we could assume if the Frida Krabba taught, put so much emphasis, put such a priority in teaching women, that for sure when it came to his own daughter, how much more so that she was educated by him. And her influence and the influence that continues even after her passing is the influence of the Frida Kareba in the way that the Frida Kareba wanted women to be the ones to bring Mashiach, to work to bring Mashiach. And her yard site represents the final shlav, the final step in preparing the world for Mashiach. And which, whose completion is done through and in the merit of the woman. So, what is the woman's role in this final era that we've been uh, empowered with after Chav Beishtat? So, the Rebbe says to understand fully what is the woman's role in bringing Mashiach, let's go back to the world, let's go back to the words of the Medrash that Hashem wants Adira betachtoinim. And what is a Dira? What does it mean a dwelling place, a place to live? So a place to live could be just some place that's functional, or it could be a place that's beautiful, a place that enhances the existence of the person who's living there. The Rebbe quotes the Gemara that says that there are three things that are marchivil estaitoy shal adam, three things that affect our mind, expand our consciousness. And those three things that affect our thinking patterns and uplift our ability to think are dira a beautiful place to live, Kalim beautiful utensils, and isha no'eh, a beautiful woman. So here you see that Hashem wants a dira a true dira, a dira that's not just going to be functional but but that's going to be has these three beautiful components to it. What does that mean in terms of a woman? So, I'm sorry to back up a little bit. So what we want to make for the Abishter is a dira no'e, a beautiful world, with kelim no with beautiful, kelim noim beautiful utensils in it, and isha isha referring to all of B'nei Yisrael, that we ourselves should be beautiful. And all of this is adam, in this case, the person who wants to live in the world is the ebishter. So the inference is that we, in this last shlav, The woman, the female shlav of making the dira not only functional but beautiful, does something even more than enable the abishter to live here comfortably and not be, so to speak, repelled by this world, but actually enhances kiva the abishter's consciousness, adds something to Hashem. This is the final shlav that's accomplished by a woman. In other words, there's one level which is tra- to transform Gashmias so that it could be prepared for the revelation of godliness. And a novel, another level, which is to make a beautiful dira to elicit the Abishter's pleasure and longing to be in this world. And this pleasure and longing comes from, the, comes from Hashem's essence. This work of making the world not only a place that's befitting of the Ebishter, but a place that's beautiful and brings out a new dimension in the Ebishter is dependent on a woman. As the Gemara says, a woman's job is to be beautiful or in our, in our context, to beautify. And this the Rebbe says, a woman does through, the three mitzvahs that are entrusted to a woman and through her impact on her family. In both jobs, she does them and she can do them in not only a uh, proper way, but in a beautiful way, in a way that she fills it with pleasure and warmth and a sense that each mitzvah is precious. The Rebbe's got The Rebbe highlights of the three mitzvahs, the mitzvah of Nei Shabbos, and the Rebbe says that the mitzvah of Nei Shabbos is something that, in the most tangible way, adds light and beauty to her home. And the Rebbe describes how when a woman lights, lights Shabbos candles, all of the sudden, everybody in the house has more warmth and more beauty, and it's visible to everybody that there's more light in the house. The Rebbe says that the word ner is the gematria of 250, which is the combination of the ramach mitzvahs assei the 248 mitzvahs, and the two hands, the two hands perhaps with which he lights the candles, but the two hands represent ava and yira, love and fear, or the emotion, which are the emotional Components to the mitzvahs. So she, by interacting with this Nair, is encompassing her entire work in trying to do the mitzvahs, but specifically with a heart based perspective, with love, fear, respect, not just doing them, but doing them with the two arms. All of that is encapsulated by. Her nair by her candle that she lights. Now the Rebbe comes back to the idea of Chayamushka again. So the Rebbe says that in a woman's home, because the Rebbe says that making a, that a woman's job is specifically expressed through the three mitzvahs and through Chinuch. So in this case, coming back to Chinuch and a woman's impact on her home. The Rebbe says that her impact can be seen through the name Chay mushka. So number one, to have a house, a home that has chayis, that has energy, that's alive. The Rebbe says, a And in addition, a house that has a good smell, Mushka, A good smell, the Rebbe says, the Gashmias and the Ruchmias. And this good smell adds not only chayas but beauty to the home and then the Rebbe goes on and says again that uh creating a good home is a home that has the chaya which is the inner vitality and in addition a mushka which is more of a makiftika chayas, a more of a surrounding vitality which is expressed through pleasure so i guess a visible type of energy and pleasure a visible type of chayas and energy and also the energy that comes through pleasure through enjoyment through joy and all of this this chaya and mushka composition creates this impacts everybody in her home in a way that opens up their minds and allows a new light and energy to come into their the family and the Rebbe says, including the bal had, the ultimate bal hadira, the Ebester himself, who is positively impacted by the by the work and investment that the woman puts into her own family, the chinuch of her own children. And this, the Rebbe says, is the ultimate unity between ten and eleven, in a way that the 11 becomes that the 10 I'm sorry becomes one with the 11. The Rebbe concludes by saying that the lesson the takeaway from this knowledge that with chof Shvat, with the advent of chof Shvat, we have the new power the double 11 which allows us to uplift the 10 in a way that it becomes one with the 11 and brings out a a, tr- a something new in the 11, a tainuk, a desire for the Ebishter's essence to be one with the ten, this empowers and calls on women to to, to do their special shlichos. So the Rebbe says, in addition to the general shlichos that's germane to both men and women to make a dir dir as we spoke about, a woman has a special shlechos to make this world a dira no'eh, a beautiful place for the Ebeshter to live with, kelim no'eh, which begins with the three mitzvahs of a woman and our job to encourage other people to, in their commitment to the three mitzvahs and to understand that women have the shchos to make their personal homes a dira by making it a house of Torah and a house of kindness, and to take hachlotas to strengthen the chinuch of her home, and the Rebbe concludes by saying that we have the power to do it because we have the strength of the Frida Kareba, we have the strength of the shul of the Frida Kareba. 770, where the Rebbe worked to spread the Mayonais, and this strength from the Frida Karepa and the Frida Karepa Shoal reaches everybody in a way of continuously growing strength, and mainly in our times, in these last moments of golos, to inspire ourselves and other women about the tremendous chos that we have to bring Mashiach. And the Rebbe concludes by saying, it should be the Abishter's will that this should be actualized immediately as we approach And in the merit of the all of Klal Yisrael will be redeemed, and those who have passed away will rise up again amongst them